What's going on, everyone? It's Alex Miller from the Eagle, joined by Robert Cessna and Travis Brown. We're breaking down Texas A&M's 17-9 win over Miami. This video, of course, brought to you by the Ranch Holly-Davidson in College Station. Needless to say, A&M really needed this win. And, I mean, as, as bleak as last Saturday was for the Aggies when they walked off this field, there, there, there probably is a little bit of a renewed sense of hope after this one, sees. I always say without a doubt, when you learn football, whatever level, last week was devastating because they lost. This week, as you mentioned, I think the big word is hope. They feel so much better. you got to win, and they won. The biggest storyline of the game, obviously, Max Johnson taking over as AM starting quarterback, get Haynes King getting benched after two games. Uh, Travis, that, that was really the focal point of your game story after this. We got to hear from Max afterward, his, his first time talking with us as AM's quarterback. You know, what did you really make of his performance and uh, just what he had to say after the game? It wasn't the game-winning score, but the thing that actually stood out to me and was the lead of my story is the fact that the, 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 the biggest knock from anyone – talking about Max Johnson coming the season is that, well, they're, they're both close, but, but Haynes King can run. And it was an 11-yard run to get picked up a first down that kind of sparked that last scoring drive for A&M. Uh, ended in, a, I believe it was a 25-yard touchdown pass. Max Johnson can move. He also, the thing that stood out about, to me about him is that he can move in the pocket really well. There was a spot early in the game where a guy was coming in with an arm tackle. He was able to step up in the pocket, and he's a bigger guy. He could step through that arm tackle and, and deliver a throw. He had good vision around him, and it, that's helpful for an offensive line that at times can allow a decent amount of pressure in on the quarterback. He, he had good senses, was able to move around and deliver some passes in traffic. I mean, it, was, don't, it wasn't – a, a revolutionary performance. He throws right. for 140 yards uh, and a touchdown. It was 50% completion, but the offense moved, and I think that's the important thing. You know, something that I noticed, too, they scored on their first drive of the game, which is not very common under Jimbo Fisher, and then they scored on their first drive of the second half, which, you know, that's just not very common under Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> Well, I thought what was funny is that, that drive that uh, uh, Travis uh, alluded to, three huge plays. Mm -hmm. that, that was the catch by Smith, the catch by uh, Chain, the bootleg to start it out with whatever. But the key is they have big cap play capabilities now that Johnson's in there. I thought the greatest thing Johnson did was not make mistakes because, once again, no turnovers. They had three 15-yard penalties in the first quarter, and then they only had two penalties the rest of the way as a team. And we saw A&M, this was not a great effort, but they didn't make any mistakes. You know, you could say the two targeting, Cessna, yeah, that's why I included those three in the first quarter. But the problem is it's amazing what you do when you don't make mistakes. Even his sacks were good because he didn't try to do too much. Throw the ball away was good. Sometimes think about the mistakes Miami made. They made mistake after mistake. And I think just the fact that Johnson's a junior, been around, transferred, a calming effort. Didn't hurt that Bryce Foster was back either, but that unit needed leadership. You know, that was something Jimbo Fisher mentioned at least twice, maybe three times in his postgame press conference, was that Max Johnson didn't turn the ball over. And if there had been a knock on Haynes King, he had kind of been a turnover machine. And Jimbo mentioned how, you know, Max – kind of a game manager throughout the night, uh, kind of saw that. So, you know, I guess the question is, 
where, where are you seeing this A&M offense kind of going under Max, uh, assuming he's probably going to maintain the starting role? And, you know, what, what they might be able to accomplish with him leading the charge now? I think the bright spot with the game today is, is not only what Max was able to do, but when you look at what Ruben Fothery and Layden Robinson were able to do on the right side of the line when it came to run blocking, they were actually able to open up some holes for Devon A-Chain. And if you go back, and I know, just like Jimbo Fisher, we're going to have to go back and look at the film, but I bet if you go back and tally uh, successful run plays, the majority of them would be running to the right side behind those two guys. They were able to find a lot of um, a push on that side, and I think that that helped, of course, the, the passing game. The only other interesting thing that I, that I still have question marks about is, yeah, they were able to score some big plays. Uh, you want to talk about the 25-yard the touchdown uh, catch, but they were 0 for 1 on passes of 20 yards plus, where, where the ball was traveling 20 yards, and they were 1 from 3 in that intermediate 10 to 19 range. All the rest of their passes were uh, from nine from zero to nine yards and that's not a big deal if you're getting the runs like they got from a chain or they got from anaya smith uh on those plays but you again it's going back to last year okay the next step is can they open up that passing game a little bit further which we had seen in a&m's first game against sam houston you know watching tonight's game and i hope for a&m's sake miami's not a bad team because I think, you know, we didn't know about the first two games. This is something to build on. They had nothing to build on the last week. And I think the offensive line is going to remain, uh, you know, a unit in transition because most of the time they rest four and they're able to stop the running game a lot, put pressure on. I think the reason they don't throw downfield, uh, Travis, they're going to be careful. They don't give them time. It doesn't have enough time. And that's – and the, the plays that the chain and Smith made in the – five to eight-yard realm was great. If they keep doing that, it will open up things. And you saw at the end, Miami started bringing five, and it, it ain't a burn them a couple times because they needed the ball. But at least it's something to build on. Where last week we were nitpicking everything about how bad they were. There were a lot of – in defense, they had a lot of positives to build on. You know, I have, a, I have a question for you, C. Seth. One thing that stood out to me is looking again at the time of possession, it was 34-20 in favor of Miami. Uh, A&M had 25, the ball for 25 minutes and 40 seconds, but they only ran 52 plays. The, the defense, it, it's hard, again, it's hard to criticize a defense that holds a team to nine points because uh, you can win that ball game. But, but they still had trouble getting off the field, and we've talked about it. They're going up against Arkansas next week, a, a physical team, uh, a team that it, it, it just seems like and for two weeks in a row, a lot of times when a team needed that one yard, they were always able to get that one yard against A&M. What did you think? You're right, because I had a laugh, because the journalists, hopefully it will come out of me, if Miami has their best receiver, I think they win the ball game. Now, you could say A&M was missing all the guys, Cessna, they had their two good defenders go out. That's very true. But you always got to look at the other team. And if they had their good receiver, who is the roommate of Van Dyke, I'd say they score a couple touchdowns on those five times where they went for field goals. But A&M had, had, had an arm behind their back as well. So defense is in trouble still because people run against them. The middle looks open. And when you play a better team, and I also think I chuckled as the game went on, I thought Jimbo got a little conservative on his play calling third and two one time. 
before the last field goal that they hit, they ran a little delay to the left and a chain lost a yard, so they had a punt. But they had the lead. So I, I understand being concerned, but the deal was get out of this with a win, but they got to open it up. They got to take more chances because they're not going to be able to win a lot of 17 nine games in the SEC. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. We got we got to wrap it up and uh, – Real quick, though, Okay. Too. I okay. have one more thing. Okay. We can't get out of this without talking a little bit of special teams because you have the block kick. Yes. New um, guy kicking. A new guy kicking. Uh, uh, Randy Bond, the walk-on. Caden Davis was gone back to the, uh, the, the kickoff routine. Good point. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, just, just special teams play is, is another piece of this that I think won them that game. Without a doubt, and everybody held their breath when, a cha- when uh, Smith muffed that punt and got it back. But I said in my grades, if they don't recover that first punt and score, that, 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 you can say that's the difference in the game because they had a comfortable 10-3 lead at halftime because Miami's offense was so bad. But if it's still been 3-3 at halftime, it had been anybody's ballgame. They won special teams today, big time. And then also, too, you, you mentioned a little bit, last week against App State, and you can, you can maybe pin this on that, what Jimbo was talking about, them having fifth- and sixth-year guys. But App State – didn't make mistakes. Miami had a couple of bad penalties. They had a drop pass on a third down that led to that field goal. Uh, they had another drop pass, I believe, that led to the blocked field goal. Um, they the, the muff punt. Uh, A&M had some chances that the ball bounced their way, and they, they took advantage of those. Missed tackles where A&M's defense didn't have a lot of missed tackles. Bottom line is it's something to build on. You know, last week it was doom and gloom. Max Johnson – Looks like Superman. He'll get better. The thing is, Aina made a lot of right moves today. They didn't make a lot of right moves last Saturday. All right. That's going to do it for us here from the Calfield Press Box. Be sure to check theeagle.com for all of our coverage from Aina's win over Miami. For Robert Sesson and Travis Brown, I'm Alex Miller. We'll see you next time.